<laughs> Dune is not the greatest movie ever. I'm never going to concede that. I, I, no. rock I love The Rock. I will never give you Doom. All right, let's get into today's podcast. We're going to talk about Nintendo, uh, the PlayStation Showcase, a little bit of a recap on that. And then we're going to talk about video game movies, uh, of which Doom is not the best. But here's our intro. We'll be right back. Welcome to Crossfire Faith and Gaming. My name is Reverend David Petty, and we are here on our podcast today talking about all sorts of exciting stuff. We hope you enjoy it. I am joined by my wonderful podcast co-host, wearing his wonderful Crossfire Faith and Gaming hat that I lost, the marvelous, fantastic, I feel like you always give me a title, so I gotta give you a title, the wonderful, fantastic Mr. Russ Dornish. Yeah, I didn't go to school for, you know, or or go through ordination for 10 years to be called the reverend. So you, you get a cooler title than I do. Um, so today we are going to go through a little bit of news and then we're going to have a nice little chat, of course, about the greatest topic of all time. Video game movies, the cross intersection between both my loves of games and movies. Uh, but first up, let's get into the news. The two big things from the last week and a half, two weeks since we've last recorded um, were the PlayStation Showcase, which we did talk about in the last podcast beforehand, and the play, uh, the Nintendo Direct that just happened a few days ago, which brought some amazing news that I'm super excited about and all Nintendo fans should be really stoked about. So let's go first into the Nintendo Direct Uh so we got a few pieces of information, a couple of the highlights, though, and we got to go straight into it, of course. Uh, Kirby, a new Kirby game, 3D World, very similar to, I, I got the feeling of the new Super Mario. Uh, so it looks really good, although that did get leaked quite a bit before, so it wasn't really a surprise for people. Uh, some of the other things that got out, and we can then get Dave's response on what he's thinking about this. Uh, Bayonetta 3 got announced, which I, I know is a big one. I have not gotten into the Bayonetta games uh, before. Uh, Disco Elysium for Switch. Chocobo GP, which is a uh, Mario Kart Chocobo Final Fantasy game. Uh, Triangle Strategy, which is I guess looks like it's kind of the next step to... Um, shoot, I can't even remember. RPG uh, from Square Enix. Uh, more Metroid Dread. We can always do some more Metroid as we get through there. Uh, Castlevania Advance Collection coming. The two big pieces of news, I think this is what we're going to really harp on and, and, and talk about, is the first one, the online portion of Nintendo Switch is expanding to include more games, and that is going to include N64 and Sega Genesis, and the, the games from both libraries are some hard hitters and really the only games that matter on both those systems, which makes this a huge deal. I am so excited to get back into N64 games. And then the last little bit of news is the Super Mario movie got announced and we got to told who the voice cast was. And this was just ridiculous. The amount of stars they did. There's a little bit of controversy with it, but for the voice of Mario, we've got Chris Pratt. For Peach, we have Anya Taylor-Joy. For Luigi, we have Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Jack Black will be voicing Bowser. And Seth Rogen is doing Donkey Kong, while Keegan-Michael Key is doing Toad. Like, 
what is this? This is like if you and I just sat and let's say, let's throw out some random famous movie star co- comedy people to be in a Mario movie. What would that look like? And this would be the list. It's ridiculous and crazy. David, what were your thoughts on some of these announcements? Also, my favorite game, which we will talk about in the PlayStation Direct as well, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Not the remake, but just the port of it is coming to Switch next month. I will probably be buying it so I can play Knights of the Old Republic on the go. But David, thoughts on the Nintendo Direct and some of the uh, games that were announced as a Nintendo Switch owner? Yeah, it's tough. I'm a Nintendo Switch owner, but I also have not played a ton with the Switch. Uh, I have to admit, I'm one of the Switch owners that bought it, played like a thousand hours of Animal Crossing. My wife played a thousand hours or so of, uh, not Farmville. What is it called? The the farming sim where you're the, the person with the dead grandfather. Uh, <sighs> oh, it's going to kill me. All right. Well, <laughs> Stardew Valley, man. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So Stardew Valley. And then I've played some stuff on the go. I really need to get back into Breath of the Wild. Um, but overall, I'm not, I'm not huge into, like, I've not owned a Nintendo. Many years ago, my parents told me Nintendo would break my TV. We've talked about that on the podcast before. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's exciting. I think anytime you can talk about new games on new consoles or, or new games on old consoles, uh, exciting, good stuff. Certainly seems like Kirby looks great. Um, and I think the, the bigger thing, like you were talking about, is the classic games, uh, the N64, the Sega Genesis, although I did not see any N64, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Goldeneye, did not see Goldeneye for N64, which we have talked about before. I said, this is the thing that I would get together with four of my best friends and play Goldeneye all the time because my generation grew up on Goldeneye. That was like the, uh, insert addictive substance here, uh, of my childhood was getting together with four friends playing Goldeneye all the time. Uh, so why that's not happened yet, why no remake of Goldeneye, no remaster of Goldeneye, no Nintendo online of Goldeneye. I don't know. I'm still waiting for it, but all of that I think is great. Uh, and then onto the, the movie stuff. I am just, I'm really excited. I think this is an amazing cast. I can't imagine Chris Pratt voicing Mario as anything other than Emmett from the Lego movie. So I'm going to really be curious to see where they go with that. Um, but I think between Chris Pratt, Charlie day, Anya Taylor, joy, uh, Jack black, Seth Rogen, uh, Keenan, Michael key, not to mention, uh, Fred Armisen as cranky Kong. Um, oh, and Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, uh, like, I don't know, just, just crazy to look at all those names and think what that movie's going to be like. Uh, hopefully it's good. You know, I, I feel like sometimes you have those things that, uh, just because it's got a good cast doesn't necessarily make it amazing. Uh, I've heard some reviews of, uh, 12 minutes, the game that was one of those, you know, they dropped all of their money on the cast and just because it had a great cast was not an amazing game. It was kind of mediocre. Um, so, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be amazing. Maybe it will be the next movie that we make fun of because it was a video game movie, uh, which brings us into our topic for the day, which is, uh, unless there's more news, is there more news? This is a slow news. Oh, the, the PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So PlayStation event, let's talk about, um, what did we see and was it what we expected? Uh, 
Um, well, I think, and we talked about this because we did a live reacts to it. Um, the middle of the show was a little bit, eh, it got slow. The beginning of the show obviously kicked off with a bang, which we all know. And if you haven't, go check out our YouTube or anything to see my reaction to Knights of the Old Republic remake announced for PlayStation 5. Ridiculous. One of my all-time favorite games. And we are getting a full-on ground-up remake on just PlayStation 5, which is super weird since uh, KOTOR was an Xbox exclusive on the original Xbox. It was the reason I got an Xbox. I got an Xbox to experience KOTOR. And uh, yeah, so we've now got that as a PlayStation. But the big, I think the biggest surprise of the whole show was Insomniac coming out with not one, but two games, and one of them being a Wolverine game that they said is going to be very similar to Miles Morales. So I don't think it's going to be like a full, big 20, 30 hour experience, but it is a huge thing. I'd be down for a 10 hour Wolverine game. I mean, absolutely. Sounds great. and the rumor is that they're saying it's going to be mature, which I'm hoping means it's going to be rated mature, because I think you can't do Wolverine not just that justice. It's not just going to be Logan being old. No, it's <laughs> not what they mean by Logan that. Logan just running around and you know playing with animals and being happy and nice. Because when you have knives literally coming out of your hands, there's going to be a little bit of violence versus you know webbing that people can get pushed to a wall uh, on the Spider-Man, which also brings us to we got to see spider-man 2 and the reveal of venom in the trailer super excited about that and then of course nothing better than getting some god of war ragnarok gameplay uh so overall dave uh thoughts on the playstation event that we reacted on are you excited for the future of playstation and what what are you most looking forward to out of that sure i i thought it was great early on i think the you know the the kotor announcement was a really good solid piece we kind of got disappointed in the middle and we talked about it on the live stream you know it kind of felt like okay this is filler content there's a lot of stuff we've already seen before stuff that was announced a month ago but then they really brought it home at the end between the uh the god of war the spider-man 2 the wolverine um not to mention i think i thought that uh the uh what is it we saw some uh there was another game we saw um but but the chia game which i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it right that looked kind of cool you know especially as a person with younger kids um kind of an exploration game you can play as a fox and a turtle um my daughter absolutely loved and platinumed uh the food game what is it i am i am struggling here with the words what is the the game where you become the food Oh, oh, um, uh, yes. Oh my gosh. I am going to, this is why we need an editor on the show. If you want to help us edit our shows. Yeah. Um, what was it called again? Next bug snacks that's right so my daughter loved played through platinumed bug snacks uh got all the things so i'm guessing chia will be a great game for that too we're excited just loaded up uh kind of bridge of spirits so i think that's good um also we saw some new footage from older games so overall i think it was exciting um also, here's a question. Do you think Spider-Man 2, because of the way that we saw Spider-Man and Miles Morales together, do you think there's going to be any mo- multiplayer element they, to that? They, there's been some actually, rumor. They they actually came out and said it is fully single player. Um, Boom. So, but I, I think, think going to be couch co-op multiplayer would be amazing. Online multiplayer would be, would be amazing. It'd be hard to pull off. I think what we're going to get is more of a GTA 5 situation where you kind of switch back and forth between the characters. Okay. Whether that's through linear story 
or I wonder if they would allow you to do like open, you know, an open world where you can switch at any time between Miles and Spider-Man and they're doing their own thing in the background. And then some missions you guys, you know, you show up and Miles jumps in and now you can do different combos. I think um, Batman uh, Arkham Knight and Arkham City kind of Arkham Knight did this really well. Because you'd have Nightwing jump in for a mission, and then you could switch off between the characters as you're fighting. Mm -hmm. So I have a very good feeling that that's kind of the example of what we're going to get from Spider-Man 2 is the Batman Arkham Knight situation and soon-to-be Gotham Knights. I still would love to see more games more games that take the um, Ghost Recon Wildlands approach, Mm -hmm. which is like you can either run through all the missions by yourself or you can team up with other people. And if you team up for a mission, you both complete the mission. Um, So many other games, Far Cry, I think Division was kind of like this, but I could be wrong. Somebody will probably tell me I'm wrong. Um, But multiple games out there that when you load in, you're loading into somebody else's instance of the game. So you have to choose who is playing the game and who is helping the other person play the game. But as a I don't know. I still want more multiplayer in the world. As a trophy hunter, that's a problem because a lot of the time what happens is the person hosting gets the trophies. The other people do not. Right. Exactly. That's how it was in Far Cry 5 was was you wouldn't get any achievements, nor would you get advancement towards your own mission for your own game. But anyway, overall, I thought the PlayStation Showcase was great, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Uh, And yeah, uh, good, good stuff coming out from PlayStation. Keep it up. Yeah, I'm very excited for those. Uh, There's some great games coming up. Um, But for now, let's move on to our main topic so we can get through this today because we've got a lot to talk about with this uh, and I think a lot of fun to talk about. You at home, if you're listening to this, watching this wherever, you know, feel free to comment. Feel free to go to our Facebook or whatever and comment what your favorite video game movie is, uh, what you think the worst video game movie of all time, and maybe on this list what do you think is kind of underrated we are looking at the 45 rated movies on rotten tomatoes and i'm going to go through these and david you tell me if you've seen them if you've seen them you can comment on them i will make my comments as well there's a bunch of these i have not seen and uh i know how terrible they are which is why i won't see them uh but coming All right, let's go number- through rapid fire here Rapid fire. Number 45, which we won't talk about. 1% in Rotten Tomatoes, guys. Alone in the Dark, the movie from 2005 with Christian Slater. That's right. Christian Slater in a 2005 movie. You already know that's terrible. Have not seen it. Uh, House of the Dead, 3%. Number 44. Haven't seen either one yet. Number 43. This is a 2009 adaptation, Street Fighter, Legend of Chung Lee. Uh, 3% Rotten Tomato. Have not seen it. Nope. Here we go. We're getting the big hitters. Number 42, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the sequel to Mortal Kombat from 1995. There was a uh, it sequel? Was, it was horrible because they changed actors. They they did not have a good budget. It, it was bad CGI in it throughout. It, it's a bad movie. Um, in the Name of the King with Jason Statham comes in next. I have not seen it. Also, you know who directed it? You bowl. You bowl directed In the Name of the King, 4% Rotten Tomatoes, Jason Statham. Uh here we go. Blood Rain, the vampire video game based movie, uh, also directed by you, Bull. 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sensing a theme here. Uh, we have the Hitman sequel at number 39, Agent 47. Uh, 8% Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't seen that because it did not look good. <laughs> um, Postal. Did not see Postal. Also, you, Bull. 9%. Wow. They, they made a movie out of Postal? Yes, Holy cow! I'm, I 
played Postal 2 way back in high school and was just shocked because it was around the time that all of the things were coming out about Grand Theft Auto being super violent. And I remember just thinking, like, Postal 2 is... I mean, just... You want to talk about senseless violence. Yeah. That was, that was Postal. So I can't believe they made a movie. That's shocking yes, and did. absurd and, and here's the critic consensus an attempt at political satire that lacks any wit or relevance postal <laughs> is a is nonetheless you bowl's most successful film <laughs> to date for what it's worth oh man i don't know who you bowl is but uh if that's his most successful film he does pretty much only movies. <sighs> man um uh, next up, this one is actually a classic that I saw a very long time ago with my cousins, uh, Wing Commander, the old okay. PC game, and it starred Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard back in 1999. I'm sure Brian and some of the other guys from our group uh, have fond memories of Wing Commander, uh, the movie, at 10% Rotten Tomatoes. I'm assuming you haven't seen it. Nope. Now we're still still through a lot of movies I haven't seen. You should you should find it. Uh, we got Silent Hill Revelation 2012. Silent Hill, uh, 10% Rotten Tomatoes. Eh, it's definitely passable. Um, then we got Street Fighter the movie. This was a amazing cast. This was the chance to like redeem video game movies, and it fell flat. 1994. Uh, John Claude Van Damme, Raul Julia as Bison, who, by the way, during this movie was suffering from cancer. Mm. Not a lot of people realize this, and he did pass away soon after. Raul Julia also played uh, uh, in the Adams Family movie, if you don't know that one. Uh, he was obviously uh, that Gomez Adams. Um, Pokemon Forever, 16%, number 34. Uh, that's the uh, newer Pokemon movie that came out. I have not seen it. Have no I'm in I'm it. curious here though. You know, like the we were talking a little bit about the Metacritic, and uh, one of the comments here on Rotten Tomatoes is that uh, the Pokemon Forever is only for Pokemon fans and uh, diehard die Pokemon fans. And so you know, you wonder maybe it was great for the diehard Pokemon fans and and you know not everybody else. Uh, similarly, the next movie, which I'll just announce and I'll let you get back to your announcing, but Pokemon the first movie uh, at sixteen percent, it says audiences other than children will find very little to entertain them. But was it entertaining for children? Oh, it was because David, I went to it opening night and that theater was packed with kids. I mean, there was a line out the door. We, I, I, you got a Pokemon card when you went in the theater that I still have, a Pikachu card for the movie. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was an event. I remember going to that. It was a big deal. So I'm a little surprised that it only got 16%, but I get it. It's a kid's movie. Yeah, it does look um, like it's got a Metascore of 35 on Metacritic.com. Audience score? Audience score, where did it go? Uh, I can't find the audience score right now, but uh, it looks like the IMDb score... Uh, the audience rating is a 6.3. So more liked than not. Yep. So, you know. Um, so number 32, we've got the first Hitman movie, which I actually saw in theaters, and I thought it was okay. It's an action movie, kind of, you know. Um, Timothy Oliphant uh, stars as Agent 47. Um, not bad. And this one I thought was interesting that the, the Metacritic score on this uh, is not good. It's also in the 30s. But I did notice a positive review by the Chicago Sun-Times with none other than Roger Ebert of 
ancient Siskel and Ebert fame. Uh, you know, back in the day, they had their show and they would review movies. But so it's, you know, it's interesting if it's got a 16% tomato meter uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it also has a 57% audio audience score. So uh, critics hated it. Audiences were mixed, okay. except for Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert liked it. Uh, number 31, Max Payne, 16% with Marky Mark Wahlberg, Mila Kunis, uh, Bo Bridges, uh, Chris Bridges, Ludacris in there. It it was fine. It was stylized, but it just it didn't hit where it needed to. Um, next, we got Pokemon Heroes, the movie. I did not see this, and the critic consensus is lovely. <laughs> this series did not get any better. <laughs> Oof. So it's rough. we went from Pokemon the first movie to Heroes, and it did not get better. So 17% Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and then we've got the big hitter. Here we go. Number 29. The, the movie Dude. I love to make fun of. I, I went and saw this in the theater multiple times with my friends. We thought it was cool seeing Doom on the big screens. Not to mention it's got The Rock, Carl Urban, Rosamund Pike. Uh, so decent... Uh, decent cast in it uh but yeah very coherent and and the notes does say critic consensus is it is my favorite part of the movie the first person shooter section is sure to please any fan of the video game but it lacks plot and originality for most moviegoers i would say that's a good summary of the movie is that all it just lacks it just lacks plot (laughs) shush but but the rest of the movie was great 18 percent rotten tomatoes here we go number 28 Assassin's Creed the movie with Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard, Jeremy Irons, Brendan Gleeson. I mean, another shot at making a good video game movie with a great cast. Fell flat. I did not like the writing in this. They had so much to work with with Assassin's Creed, and I think they fell flat completely with it. And this was a movie I did see. Uh, I, I even saw this before playing any of the Assassin's Creed games. So I appreciated the fact that it gave me a tiny bit of information about what the Assassin's Creed thing was. But beyond that, it was pretty terrible. Uh, it was really bad. Assassin's Creed is arguably better made than most video game adaptations. Unfortunately, the CGI-fueled end result still joylessly overplotted slog. Sounds about right as well. Uh, next, we got more Pokemon. Pokemon the movie 2000, The Power of One. This is another one that I did see in theaters off of Pokemon the first movie success. Uh, did a little better, but uh, not as good. And now we're going to get into some of the classics, the bigger ones that we've seen regularly. Uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse. I don't remember what order these all go in. I know. Oh, Apocalypse is the second one. So this is the sequel to Resident Evil. Uh, Mila Jovovich, uh, Alexander Bewitt directing um, some other people in the movie. It, it's fine. 19% Rotten Tomatoes at 26. Then we've got Laura Croft Tomb Raider, the original with Angelina Jolie. And the critic consensus is Jolie is perfect as Laura Croft. But even she can't save the movie from mm. senseless plot and action sequences with no emotional impact, which I would agree. She was Laura Croft. Yeah. But the movie was just if, if she was modeling for a movie poster, it would be great. And the movie poster movie with her modeling as it was like, there it is. That's Laura Croft. Everything yeah. else about the movie was not great. No. Uh, number 24, Pokemon, the movie three also saw this in theaters. Thank you very much. 2001, 21%. We're getting a little better. Uh, and then things fell off after here and I did not watch them anymore. Number 23, Ratchet and Clank at 21%. That is the remake of the Ratchet and Clank original game. This coincided with the release of the PS4 Ratchet and Clank. Movie was okay. Game was much better. Go experience this through the game. 
Then we have Resident Evil Afterlife. I don't know where we're at in this. I think that might be one of the last ones that came out. Again, Mila Jovovich, her husband, Paul W.S. Anderson, directing, as he directed most of these movies, were at 21%. Then we've got the movie that I still haven't seen, I refuse to see, Need for Speed at number 21 with Aaron Paul. This movie looked horrible, uh, and it scored a 23%. Uh, then we've got Laura yeah. Croft. So, so hold on back really quick. So need for speed 2014. Yep. Uh, I actually liked this movie. I have to you say saw I saw it. I liked it. Um, hey. I thought it, it, it was a great advertisement for the new Mustang. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I thought it was a, it was a good driving movie. Uh, it was not as good as driver, which came out right around the same time with uh, Ryan Gosling, but I thought overall it was, it was not terrible, you know? So I was kind of surprised to see it get panned so hard. Okay. Maybe I still better than doom though. Still better than doom. You watch it. Uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, the cradle of life, the sequel, though the sequel is an improvement over the first movie. It's still lacking in thrills. So this is where I think they finally ended it with Tomb Raider. Um, and we got Resident Evil Extinction. More Resident Evil. It's probably the most successful video game series, movies of all time. Uh, Mila Jovovich again, new director for this one. Yeah, 25%. Then we've got the hard hitter. The one that most people will put on their list as the worst video game movie of all time. The Super Mario Brothers movie starring Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper, and Samantha Mathis. This movie has nothing to do with the Mario video games. Like, literally nothing. It is like, let's make a weird game or movie and throw in some references to the games and make people happy that way. No. As a kid going to see this, I wanted to cry because I'm like, what am I watching as a child? It was, 1993. A, it was an obscure, uh, barely relevant. Yeah, it was not good. My grandpa took not me. Good. I was four years old. I love Mario. I just knew enough to want to go to this movie, and it it hurt me bad. Um, then we have Resident Evil Retribution at number 17. Uh, Warcraft, the movie. Oh, gosh, this one. Yeah. I remember wanting to see that, but I never yeah, ended up watching it. Visuals were great, and they used a lot of technology for and it. Here's but... the crazy thing. Audience score, 76% for so Warcraft. Warcraft. So Warcraft the audience that went to see it, Warcraft fans loved it. I certainly think it was one of the highest budget video game movies. Like, the visuals look spectacular, but critics still seem to pan it pretty broadly well 28 percent rotten tomatoes then we have the original silent hill movie uh which was pretty impressive visually uh but the writing just terrible this is the problem with most video game movies the writing that they get is terrible 32 percent rotten tomatoes at number 15 number 14 dead or alive they actually made a movie out of the dead or alive series of you know scantily clad women fighting uh, well, it scored a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, so actually not that bad compared to some of these movies. Have not seen it uh, at all. Uh, then we have the original Resident Evil movie, which that one kind of took video game movies in a better direction. It looked like we're finally going in that right direction. Uh, fine. Uh, it's 36% Rotten Tomatoes, 13 on the list. Michelle Rodriguez and Mila Jovovich back. And then the next one, we've got Resident Evil, the final chapter, the final movie. I did go see this in theaters in 3D, by the way. Uh, they started doing that with these movies. 37%, number 12 in the list. I'm surprised at this one. Number 11, Prince of Persia, The Sand of Times. Uh, it, I heard it got horrible reviews. I still haven't seen it uh, because I refuse to see it because of how bad I thought it looked. But 
37% Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I still think yeah. I still think to take a video game series that, uh, you know, gosh, when did the first Prince of Persia came out? Oh, that's a long time. That's I mean, I used to play it on my DOS PC. Yeah, yep. Um, I got to look this up. Prince of Persia game release date. Let's see here. Let's see what pops up. Yeah, so 1989. So to take yep. a game released in 1989, just just crazy. Yeah. Um, next up, we got into some of the weird stuff. This is where we get the Angry Birds movie, the original, 43%, number 10. And then uh, here we go. The original Mortal Kombat, 1995, number nine on the list, 44%. Despite an effective otherworldly atmosphere and cheesy visuals, Mortal Kombat suffers from poorly constructed plot, laughable dialogue, and some part acting. This is one of those movies that is so bad it's good. And a lot of our people in our group say that and agree. It's one of those movies you just have to see. Um, Number eight. This one I went and saw in theaters. And it is getting a 4K release in the upcoming month. Uh, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. uh, 44% on Rotten Tomato. This movie raises the bar for all computer animated movies. But the story is dull and emotionally removed. I would agree. This movie was gorgeous at the time. Very interested to see how it looks in 4K. Uh, some of the voices in it, Alec Baldwin, Ving Rames, Steve Buscemi. Uh, if you're a Final Fantasy person, highly recommend you go watch it. Uh, very interesting. Number seven, Monster Hunter 2020 came out during COVID times. Actually got good reviews, um, and I'm very interested to see it. I have it available to watch to me. have not watched it yet. It's uh, Mila Jovovich and her husband, Paul W.S. Anderson, who also, by the way, Paul Anderson did Mortal Kombat back in 95. He is big into video game movies. Uh, So 45% for Monster Hunter. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be when that movie first got announced. Uh, Number six. We're getting in the top five almost. Uh, Rampage with Dwayne Johnson, which, again, is just another Dwayne Johnson action movie. Hey, okay, you know, so. at least it was, you know, better than Doom. And then next we've got the one of my favorite movies, I think yeah. video adaptations, Tomb Raider 2018 with uh, Alicia Vikander. Uh, yep. Was very faithful to the reboot of the series. And, you know, I think overall 52%. Now, here's the crazy thing. We're in number five and we're 52% Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, <laughs> still not amazingly critically well-reviewed movies, but no. they are the best of the video game movies. Well, and what's interesting, too, is we're now getting into more recent games. So there is a trend in the last couple of years. People are starting to understand video games a little bit better for movies, which gives me hope for The Last of Us series. Please, for the love of God, please get it right. We'll have to do uh, another one of these with series based on video games, because there was a Super Mario Brothers TV show, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to do a whole thing about movie oh. series or game uh, series. Number but go four. On. At 55% was the brand new Mortal Kombat, which came out this past spring. I absolutely loved it because it is very true to the series and the video games. So I highly recommend go see it. 86% audience score. 86%. That's amazing. People loved it. People loved it because it felt like the game in a movie form. And unfortunately, critics aren't going to love that. Gamers are. Yeah. Uh, next up, here we go. We got finally our top three. We're getting some some positive movies. Number three, Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 with Jim Carrey, James Marsden, and Ben Schwartz voicing Sonic. Uh, that got 63%. I thought it was higher than that for some reason. I thought it was the- So did I. Well, um, it could just be I because people people thought it was so bad when the first poster came out with oh, the yeah. first Sonic that 
for it to come so far. I mean, here's the other thing. 63% is the tomato meter score, which is based on critics ratings. The audience score for Sonic was a 93%. So I still think this is a movie. And if I'm not mistaken, it had a fairly high Metacritic score. Let me look it up really quick. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. All right. We are talking not that, not that, not that Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Uh, 2020 Sonic the Hedgehog movie Metacritic score of of drum roll it's not it's not loading all right well you keep going I'll come back um next up we have a movie that I absolutely loved uh Pokemon Detective Pikachu our first taste of live action Pokemon and they crushed it uh this director definitely deserved the wonderful praise this movie got Everybody go see Detective Pikachu, no matter what your age is, no matter if you're into Pokemon or not. It is cute. It is amazing. It is fun. It is hilarious. Um, it is heartfelt. I am super excited to see where they go with this series. They are talking about sequels to Detective Pikachu um, or doing other live Pokemon things. And then number one, I'm a little bit sad and, and depressed, is the Angry Birds movie 2 <laughs> at 73%. So our greatest video game movie of all time, based on the Rotten Tomato scores, is the Angry Birds to a mobile game? Not not even the first one, the sequel, which came in with a tomato meter score of seventy three and an audience score of eighty four. So gonna, you know, I'm gonna call it right now. I mean, Mortal Kombat twenty twenty is twenty twenty one is probably my most recent favorite one. As far as the rest, I, I have some guilty pleasures. Uh, I like to say that about video games, like we've already talked about. I appreciate the guilty pleasure that is Doom. I appreciate popping in Super Mario Brothers just to laugh my head off the whole time watching that. Um, there's some great stuff. Resident Evil is a great one that I go back to. I thought that one was pretty faithful, the original. Uh, excited for the new Resident Evil movie that's uh, coming out soon. Um, we should be seeing more stuff for that. We've seen some, I think, uh, stills from that, but no trailer. Uh, excited. So, Dave, on that list... Tomb Raider still your favorite? The the reboot Tomb Raider? Uh, no, I I would probably say um, Sonic the Hedgehog. I think was my favorite, uh, or Detective Pikachu. Uh, you know, I think the the big thing with Detective Pikachu, you had some twists, some turns, some things that were unexpected, uh, and so I appreciated that, especially for a video game movie that really didn't have to do that, just to be like, hey, we're another video game movie. So um, I would say probably Detective Pikachu and. Uh, yeah, probably Detective Pikachu is on the top of my list. Okay, before we leave, just real quick. Yep. What do you think needs to happen to get good video game properties turned into either movies or TV shows? What do you think is missing in mm. all of these, these movies? Well, I think it's tough. I think if you're going to make a, a movie out of a video game, the hard thing is kind of like making a movie out of a book that you've got so much source material. You know, you're trying to take, you know, Harry Potter's a great example. You're trying to take this like 700 page long book and condense it into an hour and 45 minute movie. And it's just impossible to try to cram all of that content. The same thing happens with video games. So you're saying, well, let's take this video game that was a 40 hour playing experience. Granted, 20 of those hours 
even if 30 of those hours are grinding, that's still 10 hours of content. I've seen some games that, you know, you look at the cinematic only uh, video game playthroughs where it just says, okay, this is the story only still four hours. So how do you take four or five hours of content and boil it down into an hour, 45 minute movie? The other thing is some of the things that hit well in video games hit well because you're playing as them. And so that, you know, last of us, we've talked about being those characters and having to press that button is so much more emotionally invested than anything we can portray on a screen. So how to translate that and just take the story elements and the story beats rather than trying to take the gameplay and trying to make gameplay into a movie. Although that was maybe the, the thing that people liked about doom in my mind, that's a gimmick. That's a side thing. The same way that people are like, Oh man, that explosion in independence day was really cool when they blew up the whole thing. Well, yeah, the explosion was cool, but like, did that help the plot of the movie and did that help critics actually like it? And the other question is, do critics have to like it or is it just going to be one of those things like the Pikachu movies? We're going to see video game movies that are made out of video games that come into the movie theater and they're really just for the fans to go experiencing something new. With with the streaming wars happening right now, with what is happening with TV and like the renaissance of TV shows, I'm wondering if TV might be the best format for video games. I think so. Um, with the higher budget, I I think honestly, guys, I'm not just trying to will this into existence. I think the Last <laughs> of Us series can be the first thing that we're like, this is a masterpiece of video game lore, because the Last of Us is such a great story, and rather than rush it into a movie, we are getting a very long series with great actors, great directors, very high budget. $10 million an episode. I think we've also seen that, that type of success because some of the video game movies, I mean, super Mario brothers, I'm not, I don't have any numbers in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that the TV series, the animated TV series was far better reviewed than oh, the yeah. live action thing, whatever that was. I'm not even going to call it a movie. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that, that telling those stories over a longer time makes a lot of sense. So well, look at look at Pokemon and the success of the TV show. Yeah, anime. exactly. Like that was huge in the U.S. It's serialized. You get to go through kind of the same regions and ideas of the game. TV might be the best option. So I'm very interested to see what happens. The last of us. We've also got Uncharted, the movie coming out sometime soon. They're done. We have we haven't seen it. Um but I think Last of Us could break the mold being a TV show. So, and, we'll and if we're going to take this, because we really didn't talk about anything spiritual, scriptural, Bible, <laughs> faith, any of that kind of thing this week. But if we're going to say the one period at the end of the sentence that is the tiny faith thing, I would say we also have seen this in terms of scripture, that trying to tell scriptural stories in movies, probably not as successful as scriptural stories in TV shows or series, uh, you know couple of exceptions, maybe Prince of Egypt being my favorite. Love that. Um, you know, we'll have to you're do a whole, a, the, a whole you're not a fan of the passion of the Christ, the all time movie of all time. I mean, maybe if, if you just say that you're going to take this tiny little bit of the, the snippet of the story, yeah. but otherwise, if you're going to tell more than just like, you know, one tiny period, you know, t one tiny thing. I, I don't know. I think most of the scripturally based movies that I've seen fall really short of excellence because they're trying to do too much in too little time. I think we're saying the same thing here, but yeah. that's, I guess that's all I've got on that topic. So, uh, yeah. Russ, you want to close this out? Tell everybody yeah. where to find us. Yeah. Make sure you guys check out our website. It's going to be somewhere on the screen. I'll point my fingers all over the place and we will find it. Uh, it's right there. It's right, ab right above my face. Okay. Right above David's face. 
crossfirecast.com check it out that's where you can find all of us this one actually says crossfire podcast but crossfire podcast crossfirecast or churchforgamers.com all will get you to the same place yes and monday nights hey discord come hang out with us if you guys want to we have a great group of people that hang out we do devotionals we talk about our weeks we talk about video games we talk about movies we have great conversations it's a lot of fun so if you're wanting to be a part of the community in a more in-depth hands-on way feel free to join our discord you can find that at the website as well or on our facebook and again follow our podcast follow us on youtube for some other video and video content and we will catch you guys in two weeks for our next podcast but other than that uh i'm russ dornish i'll be signing off for my co-host the reverend david petty we will see you guys in two weeks god bless